You're listening to the Be Kind Rewind podcast with Joey Maxey and Carissa Sutton. Of the Be Kind Rewind podcast. Do we have a new uh, introduction now? Look at that. I know. That <laughs> was wonderful. <laughs> I enjoyed that very uh, much. Yeah, me too. Um, I, I'd like to welcome our, our guest uh, for t- for tonight. Uh, a huge get for us. Uh, it's, it's a gentleman that <laughs> uh, I've had the privilege of knowing and, and, and loving for a long time. Uh, Mr. Jason Ward. How Hello. are you tonight, sir? I'm doing great. I'm going to put you on the spot. I want you to tell us about yourself. Uh-oh. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, my name's Jason. I was born on a Friday the 13th. That's oh. a coincidence. Of course you were. <laughs> that explains so much. What else you want to know? You want to know my bio that's on LinkedIn? or? <laughs> <laughs> Please, yes. I need to know a list. I want to know your favorite color. <laughs> my favorite color vacillates between blue and purple. <laughs> I started, uh, I just started doing stand-up comedy in like... 2014 and Jason was the first person to book me like in a real show we did at the the Barrel House. Yeah, the Barrel House. The Father's Day show at the Barrel House. That was my first official booking. I was on a poster and everything and it was yeah. it was and it was an honor and I want to thank you for that. Jason. Yeah, that was a good one. I you did a great fun. job. I booked you cuz you were still new and people might still come out to see you. And that's exactly <laughs> what happened. Yep. That's when I <laughs> Every one of my shows was a bringer show back then. <laughs> I think your parents were there, right? Uh, no, my parents weren't there. Oh, shit. Sorry. <laughs> no. um, that would have been... I mean, it was a Father's uh, Day show. I thought your was... dad would show up. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Mine either. And then I wanted to welcome back our podcast, Padawan, uh, uh, where Krista goes, trouble follows, and... Uh, <laughs> Uh, Chris, thank you so much for for coming back from exile. <laughs> you were missed, but welcome back, friend. I'm glad to be back. Oh, there friend. you go, and you're already doing the voices already. Sweet. <laughs> and then, of course, Mr. Brett Battistain here, hanging out with us as well. He's not. Hi. He wasn't prepared to talk. <laughs> Brett's like Roz right. on Fraser, right? <laughs> there is a, a a legendary story. Uh dating back to, I believe, 2001, uh, during the opening, uh, the 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 uh, world debut of a movie called Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, yeah, Pirates of the Caribbean. Or Caribbean. Caribbean. If, if you're nasty. If you're nasty. <laughs> and before that movie debuted, Chris, uh, Kira Knightley, Orlando Bloom, and Johnny Depp were, were, legend has it, they were sitting around getting ready to to come out and welcome the movie to the world, and they, they, Chris, uh, Karen Knightley turned to her co-stars and said, "All right, smile big. It's a united front, and we'll just see what happens." There was a lot of trepidation uh, from releasing Pirates of the Caribbean because, directly resulting to tonight's uh, feature, we're going to be talking about 1995's uh, Cutthroat Island. Starring Gina Davis and Matthew Modine, one of the final pictures from Carol Co. Pictures, a huge player back in the uh, 80s and 90s. They brought things like Rambo and Terminator 2 
and it even on the cover of the DVD from the director of Die Hard 2 and Cliffhanger. Did I say Cliffhanger twice? No, I meant Terminator. <laughs> I meant Terminator 2. Uh, lots of If you watched movies in the 80s, you watched their movies. And this movie pretty much bankrupted them. It was the final nail in their coffin. But uh, I had the privilege of watching this film for the very first time recently. And it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. Uh, when we were uh, talking it over, uh, which movie we were going to cover for this episode, uh you were emphatically excited about it, Jason. That you were wanting to do Cutthroat Island, so uh, I'm gonna. I want you to uh, to. I don't know why. It was, it was almost indecent how excited you were. Um, Is that because I messaged you on Facebook with an exclamation point? That's all I needed. Um, <laughs> yep. Two. I, yeah, I was able to fill in that gap. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So tell us about your experience with Cutthroat Island and what you what you found interesting or why. You know, 20 years later, you're like, oh, hey, let's talk about that movie. Yeah, well, I hadn't seen it since 20 years ago back when my my mom was an avid DVD collector. So Cutthroat Island was one that I had watched uh, one night. And I remembered seeing it and thinking that it was all right. And then I thought that would be a good movie to kind of revisit Mm -hmm. to kind of see what was good about it. And then uh, my wife and I watched it and I realized that I fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) This was a terrible mistake. (laughs) I was, it was funny as you guys were talking about like where you bought them and things like that and like you spent like seven dollars on it yeah and you spent well technically technically nothing, nothing but <laughs> you, you were good Prime. yeah <laughs> yeah you told that off mic though so yeah so I went to tell buy, us I tell went, us the amazon prime story <laughs> so i went to buy it on my tv and uh i went to rent it and apparently i hadn't updated my card information but it's so it started playing the movie, and then I got an email saying they couldn't charge my card, but the movie still played for two rounds, so I got to watch it, <laughs> and I never re- paid for it. It restarted so, twice. Yeah, I, well, I re- well, I wanted to watch it twice because I always watch these movies twice. Yeah, it, it That's played hilarious. through the movie so just, twice. Nice. Not only did they mess up once, they just like leaned what? into it. At and that I point. still, I still have, I still have it for another like twenty four hours or something. I still have access to That's it. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. You should feel free to let it go. I have been planning on it. I actually want you to go home tonight and watch it again. I'm probably not going to do that. I, just wanna... I can't handle Gina Dewey's <laughs> trying to be a captain and it's not really sticking. So just to check for understanding, you pirated Cutthroat Island. Not on purpose. Wow. <laughs> you just stumbled onto that old man's yeah. scalp. <laughs> <laughs> and it checked up with this block of wood that's a map for some fucking reason <laughs> and also the third thing i don't even remember <laughs> even on the it says in the when i was reading the synopsis that like originally it had to be she had to like sh- the scalps of all three brothers which i mean i have two sons and they both have maps tattooed on their heads already <laughs> <laughs> we literally left the hospital and said hey we gotta stop it <laughs> we gotta stop the <laughs> tattoo place go. take care of this <laughs> They, I want them must, to know, where, must know where their inheritance is. <laughs> Which is this DVD copy of Cutthroat <laughs> Island I bought at the thrift store for a dollar. <laughs> <son's bad. laughs> uh, it's like, oh, this is an uncharted island because it was on his soft spot. We <laughs> 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 grew out of it. It's fine. That's where the eggs come together. Was like, it was a continental divide as it got <laughs> older. <laughs> oh, God, it kind of warped. Oh. It's like Kai marks the spot. <laughs> <laughs> So the best part about this film was literally the information that we stumbled in upon it uh, tonight. 
uh, putting our notes together for the for the film, the budget for this movie was astronomical. <laughs> budget oh. in 1995 money, this cost 98 million dollars. 98 goddamn real money. Million cash money. dollars. <laughs> Or 98 million calico bucks, as they ended up having to call them. Well, Joey, surely a movie of that much expenditure must have brought in profits untold. Oh, it was hand over fist with a princely sum of $10 million. (laughs) I'm no mathematician. I think that's less. (laughs) Ten million dollars is what they made It came out two days before Christmas Tradition Well you know I'm going to backtrack on that one That's not always a safe bet for a big movie release Uh, They they anticipate being huge movie releases But that was not always a safe bet I always remember going to see uh, The Christmas Carol uh, Right around Christmas uh, a few years ago and having the theater to ourselves <laughs> and this was like two days before christmas and that's a great movie it they, they definitely fixed the eye problems that they had in the polar express and like they're a lot more expressive i think it's it's a better movie than what it oh i'm sorry i was thinking of the muppets christmas carol oh yeah no that's a fantastic movie <laughs> what you what you looking up there krista the movies that came out in december of 1995 okay cool this is yeah let's Let's I see love what the this competition was. So we, we did the math, by the way, while we're looking this information up. $98 million in 95 money is like $170 million now. This is basically like MCU money that they're talking about. This is no this is no little tiny flick. And so this is why they were really nervous seven years later to make a pirate movie. Because pirate movies back in the day, you know, when you're when you're when your grandparents were coming up, I mean, back then, when you went to the movies, you had one of three options. You could see a, uh, a cowboy movie, a space movie, or a pirate movie, which is basically the only thing they really had to grow up to aspire to be anyway. So they, <laughs> <laughs> was, a pirate movie was a safe bet. It was almost a safe bet as an Annabelle or a Fast and the Furious movie nowadays. <laughs> so what what movies came out in 95? As far as big ones go... Um, part two, Father of the Bride, probably wasn't a big. Father one. of the Bride, part <laughs> two. Steve Martin's final. Jumanji film. is what killed it. <laughs> Jumanji, really? Jumanji, the first Jumanji, December fifteenth, nineteen ninety-five. Wow, I. Yep. That's surprising. I would have put that uh, later. And uh, Balto came out on the same Balto. day. Oh, Balto's so amazing. So if, but right, but if you're, you know, taking. Isn't that the one where they had to? He had to. Uh, get the uh the vaccination through the yeah i think so yeah i had to get the the funny story about balto okay here Um, we go i was really scared on a ride it was just those like the little carts that go around in a circle forward and then backward and then kind of lean sideways a little bit i don't know why i'm so scared of them a shopping cart at kmart basically (laughs) yeah the ride at the carnival and uh my cousin was in the in the thing with me and i was freaking out and she goes oh we just hit balto Oh, we just hit whatever other character was, and so for some, they took all my fear away. So every time I ride that stupid ride, I'm like, wait a second, killing animals I, calms you. Apparently, it did. <laughs> at psycho. The time. I don't know why. All right, well, it whatever, did, Dexter. But... Okay. <laughs> Dexter doesn't kill animals. Uh, so I wasn't the one driving. <laughs> so dig it into the meat and potatoes of this film. 
there was a few things that I I, I really enjoyed about it. I, I really did. I, I did like even I mean ninety five the your CGI was not something that <laughs> was even for ninety eight million dollars they didn't spend a lot of money on CGI for that. The pirate ships, the the sea battles, everything in this movie looks about as authentic as it could. Um, there's some really good, there's some really good action scenes. You can, you know, it's one of those ones where you could see, you could see the actors' faces, and if the stunt, it's either the stunt person looks just like the actor, or they were doing some serious things. There was a, a scene where, uh, I believe it was Gina Davis that was driving a, like a, a wagon underneath some awnings, and Matthew oh, yeah. was jumping up and running and getting back into the wagon. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh my gosh, that was awesome to see. Yeah, you know, because you, you look at you know the only thing the reason why we're comparing this to to Pirates of the Caribbean is really that's the only like contemporary analog, and you know you have a magical Johnny Depp fighting a sea creature on the mast of a pirate ship in a in a hurricane. <laughs> There's just no comparison to something like this, and it was just really nice to see like something that was grounded in reality, although it was really they had some overtly fantastic parts and you made a really good point jason go ahead and make your point again about what you were talking about what essentially what this film is uh what this film is it was about 20 years before its time Uh but it's a live action remake of a disney cartoon that never existed that's exactly (laughs) yeah this is it's like if disney wanted to re to make like a live action like treasure island movie or animated treasure island movie and then changed at the last minute like let's make it a live action and not tell that story. Yeah, you know, <laughs> if it had been animated, it would have cost $15 in 1995. <laughs> it would have. <laughs> it totally would have. It would have been Net so gain of cheaper. $10 million minus 15. <laughs> it, it is funny to think that this came from the people that made, well, not made, but that distributed Terminator 2. Yes. You have something that was... <laughs> oh, it, my God. You couldn't, like, escape Terminator 2 in the early 90s, and then four years later... This movie. <laughs> well, and as just a frame of reference, Terminator 2 cost about the same amount of money to make. Did it really? Yeah. Holy crap. I think yeah. it cost had a budget of like $100 million, and it made $517 million. <laughs> <laughs> and that was not enough to cover this film and not lead them into bankruptcy. Well, God, like yeah. If Terminator 2 had had fucking Gina Davis as the then new Pirates. Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> I could see Gina Davis as the T-1000. T-1000. <laughs> I wish I could do a Gina Davis impression because I'd be like, have you seen this boy? <laughs> Is there a Gina Davis impression? I, I think if I just act as still as a block of wood, I think. <laughs> kind of pouty lips. Uh, I need a mole somewhere that changes every movie. <laughs> No, that's all I could think about is Gina Davis' impression. <laughs> but yeah, the action scenes were really good in this movie. Like it was a two hour and four minute runtime, and I think that wagon scene was two hours of it. <laughs> it, was, it was well worth the watch, that's for sure. The, not only the, that, but like I'm looking at the DVD cover, and this is actually like one of the better movie posters that I've seen in a while because it's the style that I particularly enjoy. Uh, growing up, you know, you grow up in the '80s. Like almost every movie poster was a painting; it wasn't just a composite and a computer. 
and it's beautiful. It's, it looks like a treasure map. It has Gina Davis and Matthew Modine on the cover, and Frank. Lang I can never pronounce his last name. Frank Langa. Langella. Langella. Skeletor, basically. <laughs> um, and it, it looks beautiful. It's a really nice, nicely done uh, poster. Like if you, it, it's akin to um, like the Goonies poster where oh, they're yeah. all hanging on the rope uh, in a scene that's not in the movie and <laughs> but it's still uh it's really cool it really like sets a tone that you're going to see a a how did they say this on here a sumptuous action-packed adventure that bob strauss said in on the la daily news it and was yeah, i guess it was sumptuous <laughs> the, <laughs> the 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 sexual tension between gina davis and matthew modine was absolutely Non-existent. Yeah, it's exactly the word I was going to use. <laughs> yeah, you, non-existent. You in this could movie. not cut it with a knife. No, you could not. <laughs> you couldn't. Uh, there was you couldn't no... smash it. The battery. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just went through your fingers. Yeah, it, if we're if we're being honest, there was zero chemistry. Uh, I bought the sexual tension between Gina Davis and uh, from Thelma and Louise with Susan Sarandon <laughs> <laughs> had better sexual tension than Matthew Modine and Gina Davis. Not to say that Matthew Modine is not a great actor. And because wasn't he? He was in. He was in. Uh, well, uh, he was in a lot of things. I, I always conflict. I always confuse uh, uh, Grey's Anatomy with Gross Anatomy because he was in the movie Gross Anatomy. Oh, I remember so that like, movie. Yeah, it was, a, it was a good movie. Um, and so, yeah, there is very not very good sexual like no chemistry. Like there, I bought, I bought that. He wanted her, like his little googly eyes and like oh, yeah. watery eyes. Yeah. But I didn't buy the romance at the end of it at all. I could really see the tension between Gina Davis and the quitting time clock. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you made a good point uh, before More we started that this was made with Gina, by Gina Davis and her husband, essentially, and this was basically their honeymoon, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So they went to the Caribbean. If I don't know. Maybe it was filmed on location in New Zealand. I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> but For $98 million. Dollars. <laughs> and then, like, we were going on, like, an internet crawl of, like, how the fuck did this movie get made? Mm -hmm. And stumbled across that there actually is a quote that they were basically, like, enjoying their honeymoon while filming this movie. <laughs> they definitely did the Adam Sandler style of, I'm going to go on vacation, and while I'm here, make a movie so I can write the whole thing off. Yeah, like <laughs> Adam Sandler wanted to go to Romania. That's how Hotel Transylvania <laughs> Oh, it's in Malta and Thailand. It was in, Oh, Malta and Thailand. Good not use of those locations at all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're going to go to these beautiful places and not make – not present them as what they are. I think there's yeah. more Malta. footage of a guy's scalp than there is Malta. <laughs> <laughs> Malta yeah. sounds like another movie, like a sequel to Balto. Balto, Malta. This <laughs> is less lesson fortunate. We got to bring an actual Balto script to, to the Bal set of Cutthroat Island. That's the plot of Malta. <laughs> <laughs> Must find the Spanish treasure. Franklin Jella is the the villain in this movie, though was fantastic, and I think that that's definitely. A, a role, a type of role that he was born to play because he was one of the bright spots of the Masters of the Universe movie playing Skeletor. I, I guess if that's what you want to call him from that movie, that's what they presented as Skeletor. I, still, I think he did a great job in that one. He also, here, here's here's probably one of the nerdiest things I ever did. And there's been many. Um, <laughs> or not really nerdy because that's actually been like a term of endearment now, but probably the most square thing I ever did. One year, 
It, this was Super Bowl Sunday. And this is a true story. Super Bowl Sunday, uh, Sunday uh, me and my brother Matthew, instead of watching the Super Bowl, we decided to go to the movies and we went and saw a movie called Frost Nixon. Have you guys ever seen Frost Nixon? No. No, but I know. I know. You're familiar with that movie? Mm -hmm. It's literally a movie about um, Richard Nixon and a uh, British, uh, I believe it was a BBC commentator, uh, Frost. And the movie is basically a a document, uh, a biopic of a famous interview that Richard Nixon did with this gentleman. And it's the famous quote where he says, you know, didn't, didn't you think what you did was illegal? And Richard Nixon says, if the president does it, it's not illegal. And that was like, that was the whole premise of the movie. So I literally, instead of watching the Super Bowl, I went and paid money to see two people talk to each other. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Ron Howard yeah. movie, man. Is it? A Ron, it is mm-hmm. a Ron Howard movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, Frank, uh, Frank played Richard Nixon. And so that's my square story that instead of watching the Super Bowl, and that was the year that Journey played, and <laughs> I went, we went had sub sandwiches, and it was me and my brother, and then an old couple that was probably seventy years old who were probably alive and there when I, they wanted to see how accurate it was. I, I refuse to believe that that's the squarest thing you've ever done. No, it's not. <laughs> that doesn't but sound square at all. It's <laughs> <laughs> not like a good day to spend on a. Sandwich. Yeah, that sounds fine. I mean, that, that was like a mainstream movie. It wasn't like it wasn't like some obscure like. Uh, like Sundance some like film. anime or something like that. Yeah, it was a mainstream movie, but it wasn't like no one sits around. Ooh, Frost Nixon. I don't. That's not even a movie that would qualify for this show or a, or a show about good movies. <laughs> I, I think that's a movie solely for the people, like the boomer generation. Like only boomers want to see Frost Nixon. I think only boomers <laughs> knew what that movie was. <laughs> yeah. We went and saw it. Yeah, what I want to see is a movie with Nixon and Frosty the Snowman. <laughs> it's called Nixon v. Frosty. <laughs> Nixon v. Frosty. Oh, shit. Write this down. That's... It's all about Frosty trying to get his magic hat back. Nixon and Nixon just being like, I'm not a crook. I'm not a crook. Not the hat. He's, a, he's a snowman, Nixon. <laughs> Give me the goddamn hat, Nixon. <laughs> I can't go inside. <laughs> You know what? Screw Cutthroat Island. The rest of this episode is we're going to be brainstorming. It's Frost me, Nixon. <laughs> Frost me, Nixon. Oh, God. <coughs> A bitter battle to the death. <laughs> <laughs> Ice to see you. <laughs> oh, that'd be... That would be awesome. <laughs> that would be. That would if I saw that movie and that line was in it, I'd be like, "You have won me over <laughs> completely." Hook, line, and sinker, baby. Someone somewhere owns the rights to Carol Co. Pictures, and we need to contact that person. Hey, look, your ship has come in. <laughs> I'm not talking a pirate ship now. <laughs> Hear me out. <laughs> Sentient snowman. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Happens to be Richard Nixon. <laughs> I would watch the shit out of that show. That's even better that Nixon is the snowman and Frost is, is Robert Frost. <laughs> Robert Frost grabs a carrot off his face. He's like, got you now. <laughs> Shanks him with a carrot. <laughs> and this will make all the difference. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, season two of this show is going to be awesome. Yeah. I want to do a every- podcast. It's just movies we made up. 
making it. <laughs> that actually would be a really good premise for a show. Okay, we're gonna we start with some. It's almost like Mad Libs. You just kind of pick two things out of a hat, and then you have to like brainstorm the whole film. Yeah, basically. Yeah, that and you improv like the script. Oh yes. <laughs> oh, my oh, holy smokes! All right. It's basically how the movie Tusk got made. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I haven't seen that. You haven't seen Tusk yet? I haven't seen it. Oh, I want to watch that, and I want to watch Lobster right after. What lobster. is that movie with the lobster guy? Oh, yeah, with Colin Farrell. Yeah. Where you have to, like, uh, find somebody to oh. be your, your date, or you get stuck as an animal. Yeah, forever. oh, it was hmm. The Lobster. That's oh, what yeah. It was. yeah. The, the lobster. lobster. That doesn't make a difference. <laughs> oh, lob, not a lobster. Oh yeah, I've seen that. Lobster. Oh, if they yeah. had dropped the the, that movie would have made it like Facebook. <laughs> lobster. There is not. I, I got. I got to be honest. So, getting getting back to the topic of Cutthroat <laughs> Island. You mentioned uh, earlier that Matthew Modine uh, really like he had some authenticity in his role. Like you totally bought him as, as the character that he was playing. Uh, oh, yeah. He did a really, really good job. Um, what did you, what did you equivocate him to? I said that he is basically just a Kirkland brand. Carrie Elwes. He is a, definitely <laughs> a Kirkland. This is totally, hey, there's nothing wrong with Kirkland brand stuff. No, right. there's not. <laughs> okay. It was great value. Carrie Elwes. That's there more, that's there more on go. the nose. <laughs> it's Walgreens. It was nice. Carrie Elwes. <laughs> With an exclamation. Nice. <laughs> it was the Dr. Shasta. <laughs> the I mountain feel, lightning. I feel like, I feel like Kirkland RC. is like saying like, uh, pretty good quality, but lots of quantity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like an obese Matthew mode. <laughs> <laughs> Cutthroat was actually how he tried to lose weight. <laughs> Uh, to me, this movie seems like it was okay. It's the same thing they did with like the Star Wars Solo movie. So we're gonna take a beloved character like Dread Pirate Roberts from from the Princess Bride, recast him, and then tell a story of what he did be, be, before he after he left Princess Buttercup and then returned. And this is the story they came up with. If you really think about it, because it. It does kind of follow the same beats as Solo to where they kind of shoehorn things that may, may or may not have belonged in his story or things that were unnecessary. And again, this is totally fine casting uh, as the character. And all you would have to do is change the name to, to Private Roberts. And there you go. You've got your Solo movie that's basically the Princess Bride offshoot. Well, then I'm that... probably wrong, but to me, that's the, the best way I can make this film palpable. I think you, if you went through the fucking treasure pile among the golden dinner plates that everybody <laughs> collects for some reason, <laughs> you probably would find that paradise. So I'll give that to you. Do you guys I, like pirate movies? I don't. There's not really a pirate movie that I like. Like I don't like any of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. You don't like Hook? Uh, uh, Hook I like, but I Aha! I guess I don't I mean, really think of that as like a pirate movie because it's like Peter Pan. You know what I mean? Like right, yeah. Whatever. They're, it's not like they're counts. not like out in the seven seas, you know, and like it's not like pirates just being pirates. No, know? it's yeah. It's you know very, what I mean? Yeah. It's more because it's more about Peter Pan. It's Jake really and the Neverland pirates, pirates is you know more I mean? piratey than Peter Pan is. You think Brett 
Well, I mean, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, you do have a really good point that there really isn't like pirates are a great theme for movies, but just a straightforward pirate movie is not like, like the Goonies. There's a lot of pirate elements, but yeah. that's not the, the main crux of the film. Yeah. And, you know, pirate stuff is a great plot device, but it's not once you get a whole plate of it, like Cutthroat Island, it's just, okay, I, we get it. They're kind of boring. We get it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like we yeah. get it, swords clanking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. We get it. You like gold. Just, just like when they were leaving that town and they were like, oh, look, madam, another town you destroyed. Mm -hmm. And I think people just kind of, like, generally know that pirates were kind of dicks. Like, mm -hmm. pirates were not cool. They were just, like, assholes yeah. out mm -hmm. there just, like, and now, like, we have pirates now, and everybody's like, oh, yeah, pirates are not cool. No, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> Where, like, a ninja is cool, because a ninja, like, doesn't have to be an asshole to be a ninja, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. But pirates, there's no, like, nice pirates. Like, even mm -hmm. Captain Jack Sparrow's, like, a fucking dick. Yes, he, is. <laughs> <laughs> he, he really, he really. <laughs> Are you talking the character or Johnny Depp? Both. Both. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, pitch for a movie that should exist. Okay. Next one. The Nice Pirates. Nice. <laughs> I think there is a VeggieTales movie. <laughs> Jake and the Neverland Pirates, uh, the live action <laughs> adventure. <laughs> they just roll into some small town. It's like a vast, you scurvy knaves. We're giving you vitamin C. <laughs> They they sail around on the sun kissed. <laughs> this is the name <laughs> of their ship. <laughs> no scurvy here. Oh my <laughs> they're, god! They're teaching the importance of a good. <laughs> Jar, we've mastered prosthetics. Here you are, children missing limbs. <laughs> there was actually a movie made about nice pirates. Uh, it was an adult film called Butt Pirates. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, those were wonderful pirates. I enjoyed them. They were lovely. Great pirates. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Loved them. So attentive. Scissor me timbers. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you really think about it, they, you know, back in the 50s and 60s, you have tons and tons of pirate movies. And, yeah, there really wasn't anything different about each individual story like I, don't, I haven't seen a lot but the ones i remember seeing growing up yeah like, they all kind of just regular, do the just, same thing yeah right and to the point where they kind of parody it in goonies where okay yeah this is what pirates did which by the way i know goonies gets like put way up there but correct me if i'm wrong but i think the biggest stretch that you have to make for the goonies and i'm gonna make a lot of people pissed off this was buying into the concept that uh, you could sit on the uh, Pacific Northwest coast and watch the sunrise yeah. in front of a, <laughs> a pirate ship from the Caribbean. I'm like, fuck and you, this is Oregon. And, that's, <laughs> and you could pay your property taxes with a handful of gems. <laughs> you sound like uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson when he was talking about the stars in Titanic. <laughs> yeah. you know, that is not what this guy would yeah. look like. Yeah. All right, your movies are shit. Right. <laughs> Neil deGrasse Tyson. But there's another part of that, the fucking Goonies that mm -hmm. pisses me off. Like when they get to the ship and like what's his name pulls up the one-eyed willies thing mm -hmm. and it's like oh apparently you lose your eye and your skull grows over the hole <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know i really we should really research this in medicine but is that a thing can your skull grow 
without a socket there like that doesn't seem like that's something that could happen like no your, your bones don't regrow we're not reptiles joey well, no, perhaps he was born without an eye well yeah but you would still have hmm. something there you maybe wouldn't... he was born with his that's how his skull already was oh like, well, that's what I'm it saying. It was like fused oh, together like, at birth. Can a, yeah, like when can the skull, skull grow comes like together. Yeah. All right. All right. New pitch. Baby pirates. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Baby pirates. Was, right. <laughs> was there anything in Cutthroat Island that made it stand out, like stand apart from other pirate movies? Well, I think uh, back in 95, I think having a strong female role was that's a, good is a point. big thing. Yeah. I really do because... You know, even 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 the crewmates were like, were like, no, you're a woman. I can't. But because she was Harry's daughter, they were like, well, I guess I'll follow you. And which, I, which I suppose. there was absolutely no like backlash of that. And I was a, like, a strong female lead. Yeah, in the mid '90s, like they were all this. The, there were strong female characters. I mean, Terminator Two. Oh, for two, sure, hundred percent. But they were never the 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 crux of the like the main character. They of weren't the, movie. the leader. Right, they and that's and that was a big thing of it when I was watching this movie because I'd never seen it before. Go figure. Okay, as you're saying this, and I'm looking at the cover of this movie, who's on the top of the picture? Fucking Carrie yep. Elwes. Yep. <laughs> of course he is. Yep. <laughs> but it, but it, even like her being captain in general. She was just the captain. Kind of, she was know. the leader, and she still had to play like when they were trying to infiltrate places. She still had to pl- play like a woman of ill repute. Yeah. She had to get she had her to boobs be all nice up in the air. And, yep. She had to play a whore. Nothing wrong. Nothing wrong with a woman <coughs> using her sexuality. To, I would do it. <laughs> me too. Yeah, I do that on a daily basis. <laughs> you see my cleavage? I mean, let's be real. God damn it, Chris. <laughs> um, I tried to flirt my way into Not double meat at somewhere. <laughs> I've worked at Walmart for 23 years. How do you think I've kept that job? <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, look at there. I walk into every room bulge first. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Bulls first, 30 seconds later, Brett enters the room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you nice. got oh, there he is. Thank you. Thank you, Joey. You're very generous. <laughs> You're very welcome. I call my dick my reputation because it precedes me. <laughs> <laughs> you would do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think and I think Davis's character kept fucking saving dude and it drove me insane he was always the one getting kidnapped he was always the one getting in trouble he was in quicksand I'm like oh god i've got the quicksand oh yeah there was quicksand (laughs) (laughs) stop getting yourself into trouble this was back in the era when quicksand was a big deal oh yeah people were legitimately afraid they would run into i was thinking that too when he when when he was like let me out and I was like, oh, my God, I haven't seen anything with quicksand in, like, 15 it's years. Been a while. <laughs> I feel like every episode of Johnny Quest, they were stuck in quicksand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't remember what shows I used to watch, but they were, there were ones where there was always quicksand. Yeah, yeah. Every time they would go somewhere, it would be like, there was at least, like, 30 seconds to a minute where they were just in quicksand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't want to spoil anything, but the best movie of, of 2019 – that I saw uh, being Dora the Explorer. Love Live it. action. Did you catch it? I did. Oh, it's so good. I loved it. Oh, my it gosh. It was really, really good. Oh, the trailer looked amazing. It is better than it had any right to be. Oh, oh yeah. God. By like a, times so a million. Good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So good. 
and yeah, there's quicksand in that. And they literally address it like, yeah, this is not a big deal. Just calm your shit. And then they escape. And then they keep on going. They had quicksand in Rise of Skywalker too, didn't they? I mean, essentially. It wasn't like quite Yes, quicksand, they, but did they did have quicksand Wait, in yeah. Rise was of that? Skywalker. Oh, you know, the part when you Spoiler find out. Spoiler yeah, You find out that <laughs> Chewbacca was Yoda's whatever. Like, <laughs> no, uh, yeah, there's like that, that stuff that they can sink into. Yeah, when they're on the like, desert planet and they're being chased by the flying stormtroopers. Yeah. And Is that they, really a spoiler? It's they just fall you down could, into that cavern. If you look closely at the trailers, you see it. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, without going into too much detail, just because that's a really good topic of the day, did you like The Rise of Skywalker? I liked it. I liked it too. You liked it? Better than the final Jedi, the Last Jedi? No, that hand absolutely not. Yeah, Last no, Jedi was freaking amazing. Last Jedi rules, and I will die on that hill. There are so a lot of people I. that tell me I'm wrong, but I oh no, you are absolutely correct. Jedi. It is by far uh, the high point of those. You know what? Movies. If you enjoy it, who are people to tell you it's bad? Uh, we're fuck we're okay. Well, that's true, but <laughs> <laughs> this is a room full of nerds with really strong opinions. Okay, so, like, so I enjoyed yeah. a movie that you didn't like. Okay, so what? I didn't say we didn't enjoy it. We're just trying to compare the two and I know, rise. You're saying, He's, he's judging the hell out of you. Mm-hmm. Wait, <laughs> wait, which mo- what are you talking about? Which movie are you talking Just about? Just in general. Like, She's uh, pissed let, that we had an opinion people... about anything. Uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> I am <Yeah>. not. <laughs> <laughs> like, let people enjoy it. If, if, if somebody's like, I love this movie, don't just Well, people, ah, en- people can enjoy it all they want. I'm not. Just no, because she, I pref- prefer one over the other doesn't mean it. Well, no, Jason, that's not Jason, what she's said, that Jason said, people are telling me it's bad. Yeah, oh. she she was telling Jason to not let the haters bring him down. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh, I don't. I didn't. <laughs> oh wait, don't bring the. Oh shit, I've been doing this wrong. <laughs> I've been no bringing wonder. all these haters down. <laughs> <laughs> I've been bringing the haters down. <laughs> Man, I've been drinking all this haterade. <laughs> yeah, I liked Rise of Skywalker, but it, I didn't. I didn't think it. I thought it was the weakest of the three. Of the most recent trilogy, yeah. Instead of leaning into the what they what they what they set up in the second one, they said, "Oh, reversal, and you can't, you couldn't have gone back." That <laughs> it's like, eh, yeah. nope, fooled you. Yeah, <laughs> Your parents trick. were nobody from a certain point of view. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, so like with every, just really quick, with every Star Wars movie, every every single one, mm-hmm. there's good and there's bad, right? Yeah, and. Really, what you're doing is you're just weighing is the good more than the bad, right? Because mm-hmm. there's none of them are perfect. Nope. But I mean, like Empire Strikes Back is probably as close to perfect as as they get, I would say. And then uh, all of the other ones, you kind of just like, well, it has a lot that I like and a lot that I don't like, probably. Mm-hmm. You know what right. I mean? And like of the new ones, Last Jedi had the most that I liked compared to the most Correct. I didn't like. You know? Yeah. Even yeah i liked the characters like i wanted like that dj guy like benicio del toro and rose oh like, yeah oh, i wanted more of those, those i wish things. he would have like, come i was disappointed he didn't make an appearance i was really shocked that he he didn't he wasn't in that one spoiler alert yeah he's Bummer. not in it and i he, yeah he's just one of those characters you're like oh i, I want to learn more about him like, he yeah. seems interesting like they took the time to do their side quest in that movie to yeah just to have him yeah the little las vegas or no monte carlo scene yeah essentially yeah and to bring on a character that was awesome. I mean, it's Benicio Del Toro. What are you talking Yeah, Benicio Del Toro, and he's got, like, verbal tics. He's perfect. Oh, yeah. He's awesome. Just like just like in Guardians of the Galaxy, <laughs> he's got uh, just, yeah, he, and he, he has steals like, his character. he has an his unexplored scene. point of view in Star Wars. Like, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, neutral. They're, yeah, they're good. They're both bad. Like, they both, 
you know, the rebels or the resistance mm-hmm. and the first order mm-hmm. they're neither one of them is better than the other, you mm-hmm. know? And they just kind of, yeah, they're, <laughs> they're doing yeah. anything with that. You know, having covered star Wars a lot on this, on this show, uh, yeah, there's, there's, that's a continuing theme that they never lean into at all. As mm-hmm. far as, yeah, there's neutral people out there. And like what, what we were talking about with the, with the holiday special that, that's a day in the life of a Star Wars character that you don't really get to see. Yeah. And okay. So it's it's kind of interesting. <laughs> that just that just popped me into a tangent, like uh, the season finale of The Mandalorian, like okay. the two stormtroopers just having a chat uh, while yeah! they're waiting. Yeah, I so love good, that. so oh wonderful. Oh my gosh! Yeah. 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 Just like, what do they talk about when they're not, you know, That's, missing heroes? <laughs> that was the, my exact thoughts when yep. I saw that were. I, I want this as a show. I want this as a show. Yep. Right now. Yeah, the fact that like the, their job they're out of a job, but they're still gonna wear their stuff and do these things that they're gonna do. Uh, it's awesome. They, they, it's like they went and watched the Blue Harvest from Family Guy. And like, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. this is what people want. All right, cool. <laughs> and this is what we're gonna give them, and it's perfect. And no wonder people love it so much. I read right before, not just before I left the house that I, I read that. Uh, Build a bear is coming out with their baby Yoda stuffed animal. Like, oh hell yeah! If they nice. put a, if they put a five dollar surcharge on that bear on this baby Yoda build a bear, they could solve all of world's hunger. Because <laughs> 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 I I don't know a single person that wouldn't want a life size build a bear of all things, uh, baby Yoda. Yeah, uh, oh, oh yeah. kids Gosh. would eat it up for sure. Uh, no, I don't Adults know. would eat it. I, was, up. I don't know any kid. I don't know any kids that likes Bill the Bear. I'm oh, you like that. Oh my gosh. They should do Furbies, but as Baby Yoda. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh no, they'll do it. They'll definitely. They'll definitely sick. do it. I mean, they are. And because you know, I, I, I'm I sell toys, and they have Dio, and like nobody gives a shit about him because he was nowhere near as cool as the toys looked, and they thought he would be. Dio, like Ronnie James Dio? No, not Ronnie. No, that's a whole different. I would buy a build a bear Ronnie James Dio. (laughs) No, the the little robot with social anxiety from the Rise of Skywalker. Uh. Yeah, I've got a whole pile of that toy that nobody wants. But yeah, a couple years ago, really funny. We had the life-size Yoda that would swing his uh, lightsaber around, or if you put his cane in his hand, he'll like tell you a fortune or stuff like that. (laughs) Tell you a fortune. So mark my words, again, being a toy salesman, uh, next year at Christmas time, we will be swimming in, in Baby Yoda things. I oh, already yeah. have people now coming to ask me, and, you, and I can tell they're all collectors, and they're all people that want to resell them. There's going to be huge aftermarket. Uh, the first thing that hits the market of Baby Yoda, right now they only have like T-shirts and cardboard cutouts at Zerkers, I saw. Because no. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only thing that they could get uh, – um, approved and to market first. Hmm. Um, if you ever see, uh, do you guys watch the show called The Toys That Made Us? Yeah. On Netflix? Mm-hmm. No, I haven't seen it yet. You haven't seen that one? Uh, there's an episode of, I believe, Star Trek Toys and how that got popular and they didn't have any, and the Star Wars toys as well, and they didn't really have any toys for the people that demanded them, so they kind of had to like take pre-existing toys and slap like the Star Trek uh, they had to take a, a police helmet that they had that had a red rotating light on the top. They literally slapped Star Trek on the side and, pre- and presented it as Mr. Spock's 
<laughs> what, uh, like light up helmet mining he... helmet <laughs> exactly when spot goes mining yeah that's <laughs> a rotating red police light on the top oh this is the star trek oxygen tank <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so that that's the, that's the scramble that they're making right now for the baby not not to to bog this down with 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 random toy manufacturing facts well, that's funny because I actually think pirate stuff works best as just toys. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah and sure. <laughs> and pirate stuff is a good video game fodder because like Assassin's Creed Four really nailed the pirate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I just like to watch glitch videos on YouTube of, of pirate of the Assassin's Creed Four. Uh, glitch video game footage is my favorite thing to watch <laughs> <laughs> on, on YouTube. <laughs> Show me some weird Norway, just <laughs> nightmarish HR Geiger. <laughs> They're all just coming apart. Creatures. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, all games eventually glitch into Silent Hill. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, I mean, Animal Crossing is, oh my God, no. <laughs> I don't ever see a Pokemon. Yeah, I've Pyramid Head Pikachu just fucking it. slices Tom Nook in half. <laughs> <laughs> These are really angry birds. <laughs> Timmy and Tommy are like, no. <laughs> actually, though, the glitches actually fix Silent Hill. It's a really nice, it's a nice walk through a Mayberry type town. It like, turns oh, it into is... Animal Crossing. <laughs> yeah, this is lovely. I think I'm going to catch some Pokemons while I'm here. This is great. Yeah, all the monsters just turn into anthropomorphic animals. They teach <laughs> swear <wonderful>. words too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Welcome, <laughs> friends. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! I would really wanted to get into the the thick of Cutthroat Island, but it's like I said. I watched it. We were preparing for the show. We were preparing, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago. I sat and watched it, and that's literally all I could say about it. Like, it's a movie exists. It uh, bankrupted a studio. And it put, uh, it made it very, very nervous. Uh, uh, major companies very nervous to invest in another pirate movie, up until Pirates of the Caribbean. And that's literally Disney doing that with the backing of one of their most popular rides in Disneyland. And they were still nervous about it. And they even had to put zombies in it to make it palpable. And that that just goes to show, like I think, like that's really it for pirate movies that unless there's something crazy fantastical in it. Black Sails. Have you guys watched Black Sails? Uh-uh. I just keep staring at me. I'm going to keep looking at I you until I want like when you Oh no wait, yeah, I do. I've seen it. <laughs> of course not. John Malkovich is in it. It's fantastic. I don't even why you look oh. at me anymore and ask Chris, have you seen this? <laughs> Black Sails was a, a was a pirate show, I believe on Stars. And that's the the only kind of like heavy pirate thing that I can think of. Hmm. In the last forever, other than well, the I think, Pirates of the Caribbean. Honestly, I think this movie was a good movie. It was just too long. It did. Had it a, had it been an hour and fifteen minutes instead of two hours yeah. long? Yeah, this is definitely a ninety-minute flick for sure. Yeah, yeah it would have been. A, it would have been a good movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the fight scenes are so long. I forgot what they're fighting about. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it is kind of convoluted in a way. It's like okay, she inherits her father's ship and her crew. And now she carries his scalp around and has to get these other maps. And it does it they is very episodic like solo. Well they it's... didn't they didn't make uh the fact that the villain was her uncle big enough. They didn't make that reveal big enough. They didn't make that twist big enough because it was just kind of like, Oh, hi niece and you were like, Oh, 
okay, well, I guess this is family. You can try to piece this puzzle together. If they had done An unnecessary, a twist. Another unnecessary puzzle, basically. Right. If, but if they would have made a twist about mm-hmm. it or, like, made it a big reveal, some sort of like that, that'd be a different story. You'd be like, oh, shit, that what? Mm-hmm. You know, but they were just kind of like, oh, hi, niece. And you're like, oh, okay, here we are. <laughs> like, it just oh, fell flat. Yeah. Like, had it been an hour and 15, hour and a half, and with bigger reveals on the, the things minutes. that are supposed to be a twists. 35-minute movie. <laughs> it would have been a good movie. It honestly. still would have cost $98 million to make. <laughs> <laughs> Cut your budget in half. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, I did like the after credits scene, though, where Nick Fury recruited Gina Davis for the long kiss goodnight. <laughs> <laughs> but, and, I, and I was wondering why Tom Hanks was behind him. Like, you like baseball? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, There's no crying in Cutthroat <laughs> Island. <laughs> Unless you're Caraco Pictures. Yeah, except she's saying that to Matthew Modine. Stop <laughs> crying, Matthew Modine. He's probably... I'm going to look up Matthew Modine's... Between this and Stranger Things, what he's been up to. But, oh, he was like... Oh, he's the doctor on Stranger Things, wasn't he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Rennie Harlan, too, is kind of an interesting guy. You brought him up. I want to I want to dive into that a little bit. Matthew Modine. Rennie Harlan? Yeah, just because I mean, he gets, he keeps making movies, but like, it seems like none of them really do very good. Like he's he just listen he made like Die Hard two, Cliffhanger, Cutthroat Island, Long Kiss Goodnight, Deep Blue Sea, uh, and then a bunch of other ones from that like around there. He made like that Hercules movie with uh, that you know the one that came out in like uh, two thousand fourteen with The Rock. No, the other Hercules movie that oh, came J- out. Jason Momoa, right? Wasn't that he? That was Conan. Conan. That's right. That's right. Okay. The other Hercules movie? Yeah. Oh, the, he was on Weeds. There was the, another the Hercules. Hercules. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> they they actually came out. Oh, they came out in the same year. Two Hercules movies came out in the same year. Oh, it was like a mockbuster. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Well, but no, because it had like it was like a real movie. It like was in theaters. It like uh uh. Uh, like uh, Kellen Lutz was in it, the guy from Twilight. Um, it doesn't, oh, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know what you're talking about now. Yep, I remember. But yeah, it was like a real mm-hmm. movie. It wasn't like an asylum, asylum picture. But mm-hmm. it's weird that he keeps working because he just keeps making like piles of shit. <laughs> like uh, Die Hard Two sucks. That movie's the worst of the series, other than maybe Die Hard Five. Like Deep Blue Sea, that movie is. One of the it's like it's a terrible movie. I love yeah. it, but it's terrible. I, I liked both those films, Deep Blue Sea and uh, Die Hard Two. Yeah, Deep Blue Sea really changed my opinion on the three egg omelet down to the two egg omelet. <laughs> yeah, and don't add milk. Don't that, add that's milk. That's the thing. That's what I, that was my big takeaway from the movie is too. A little it, bit of water. Yeah, <laughs> just a little bit. But why? It's already mostly water. <laughs> Dude, he got nominated for a Saturn Award for de- directing uh, Elm's Nightmare on Elm Street Four. And then also and then that a few years that later, movie sucks too. <laughs> and then a few years later, he got nominated for a Golden Raspberry for Cutthroat Island. He's what got was... nominated for four Golden ra- five Golden Raspberries. <laughs> Ooh, he did Exorcist the Beginning. Oh, goodness gracious. This is good. Oh, yeah, there's like The Legend of Hercules. I, I have um, a feeling we'll be seeing Rennie Harlan again on this show, is all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, I'm putting. Do we need you to know, do Because this is season two. I'm putting phase three together right now. <laughs> Remy Harlan. <laughs> Short films, tele, 
Television. Oh, Burn Notice. Oh, I just did certain episodes. Okay. Uh, I yeah, like, talk about yeah, to, to, to doing all those things and then just kind of letting it peter out and just doing more or less mockbusters. Yeah, I think I'm gonna have to check out the Legend of Hercules though because that's two films that I never did. He do snakes on a train. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't put it past him. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually it's actually about the guy from Star Trek. It's breaks on a train and he's just in there talking about his. <laughs> old Star, yeah. old I'd Star, watch that old, old Star Trek stories. <laughs> I'd watch that. <laughs> All righty. Well, let's auger this baby in. Um, I am so I was excited to actually watch this movie because I had never taken the time to watch it. It's something that I always knew about, um, and it was always something that yeah, I probably should check out at some point because I'd heard how bad it was, and I can't say that it was terrible. I can't say that it was. The most phenomenal thing I've phenomenal, uh, <laughs> phenomenal thing I've ever seen. Phenomenal. Uh, it definitely was one of the one of the, the the fun aspects of the show is to to see something that you wouldn't normally have exposed yourself to legally, and <laughs> cut through this. I, it was worth the watch, and if you've never seen it before or you want to revisit. Um, a, a definitely pirate-themed scoop of vanilla from your past. I would definitely. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best way I can think. There's a lot going on and nothing happening. Just hit uh, up Carissa within the next 24 hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She'll send you the code. I'll and you'll send you my Amazon Prime. Uh, Jason, any uh, final thoughts? Anything that you would like to promote, uh, plug? Um, anything that you would like to direct our audience to? Um, you're here. Damn. No, I don't. I got nothing going on. I'm just in You've school been all now. School. Yeah, you were like you're on all all school. Yeah, like no, I'm tearing it up academically and professionally, but nobody gives a fuck about that. So <laughs> I do. I, I, it's been f- awesome to see like, every every other every other week. You're posting something really cool. You're doing uh, as far as academia goes, and that is phenomenal. I, I would be remiss if I didn't tell this story, and this was. I'm going to love you for the rest of my life because of this. I, one day I was, I thought I was being funny as I often do think, <laughs> thinking I'm being funny. And I go on Facebook, this was a couple of years ago. And I, I, I make a post saying, um, if sun, if, if the sun, if, if, if ice reflects light, how come when it's sunny out and there's snow on the ground, Something to the fact of why it doesn't like melt immediately, or why is it still there? Yeah, I uh, think because you're... the light reflects through the snow, and it was just something goofy. I I, I don't really remember the quite the question, what the, the concept of the question was. It was trying to be funny, trying to be whatever. Literally, like a year later, I'm standing behind you in line to see a show at I believe it was Liquid, or uh, the Knitting Factory, and you turn around and you answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> scientifically correct and <laughs> it's called in induction is that uh, what, it's called? Well, what what causes uh ice to not melt or hold its temperature okay yes. so here i'll i'll go into you could probably you probably remember the question but yeah your remember. question was like um as like snow accumulates energy from the sun how yeah. come it just disappears and doesn't just turn into liquid first mm-hmm. and my answer to that was because the snow is absorbing the energy from the sunlight, but it's also going directly from the solid to the gaseous face, and it's called sublimation. Sublimation. So that's, that's why right. the snow can get smaller and there's no liquid. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, no, it was... Uh, yeah, it was... <laughs> the yeah, more you, answer, you know. 
I know it was fantastic. I thought, oh my gosh, you are someone special. I know. Like I should combine performing with science and be like a Bill Nye the science guy, but like my name doesn't work for it because I'm just like Jason Ward. You're probably bored. You've thought of that before, haven't you? That's off the cuff. That's 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 brilliant. I try to write puns with my name, and then I just write Maxie on the top of the picture, and then I'm, I just get depressed. <laughs> like, no, that ain't going to work for anything. Have you ever done a meme where it's like a large picture of you and a small picture of you with mm-hmm. Joey Maxie and Joey Minnie? Yep. Okay. Uh, Dave Mancarelli actually made that and sent it to me, and I was so proud of him. <laughs> I was just so <laughs> proud that he, he took the time to make that. Like, oh, that's that's adorable. Um, the one that I made was Joey Maxie, and then it was a super close-up of my eye. It was Joey really Maxie. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, did you ever play Final Fantasy? Uh, I, I, funny story. Uh, when PlayStation One was out, I know you keep looking at your watch. We're no, it's because I get notifications. Oh, okay. I thought you were like nervous at the time. So Final Fantasy, uh, uh, excuse me, PlayStation One comes out, and mind you, I was working. I had my own job. I drove myself to the store that I worked at to buy it, and I bought the PlayStation One. I bought Final Fantasy Seven. The 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 guidebook to Final Fantasy VII and a 13-inch color television. Okay, I didn't have one in my room, so I bought all these things on my first couple paychecks. Again, I was like 16 years old. I had disposable, 17 years old. I had disposable income. I put it in. I play it for about 15 minutes, and then that was it. I, I, That's why you ever played. Not my. It was just not my type of game. Oh, gotcha. Those RPG type games. I I didn't know it was an RPG. Man, it, that's just not my turn-based kind of game i just i don't have it oh, makes gotcha. me too nervous oh now he's gonna hit me god i'm gonna die what <laughs> why can't i dodge <laughs> why can't i play this you know yeah, those I games are used... tough for me because like i'm always afraid i'm gonna miss something so i'm like just ocd exploring mm-hmm. every wall and every dungeon <laughs> exactly just, like is this a secret door like there aren't even secret doors in the game that's legend <laughs> of zelda <laughs> yep or games like skyrim like i what, what the hell do I do? I have no idea. And I, you eat butterflies. That's all I do. <laughs> I you catch butterflies. You eat them. Oh, that one poisoned me. Okay, put that in my book. Yeah, I never drop anything either. So I just pick up things until I just start walking slow, and then I'm done. See, that, that's, that's how I knew I had to be a physics major, because I would play games like Skyrim and be like, okay, I need to figure out what all the butterfly wings do. Uh, <laughs> quick data. Uh, okay, this one. Oh, I can make a cure potion. Okay. See, picking things up and not putting them down is why I'm not allowed at uh, Golden Corral anymore. <laughs> no, 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 no. Get your hand out of the fondue what? fountain. Fun. <laughs> if you don't want me to put my steak in here, don't put a chocolate fountain out here. All right, so back to final. <laughs> <laughs> I only go to Golden Corral when my demon soul needs to be replenished (laughs) with the screams of children. Yes, feed. (laughs) They don't allow me with a snow shovel in there anymore. Oh, misery is also (laughs) So, uh, Final Fantasy. No, what I was going for was, like, they have three levels of spells. So, like, you have, like, Cure... You have Cura, which is more poss- more powerful, and okay. then you have Curaga, which is the most powerful. So I was gonna be like Maxi, Maxa, Maxaga, Maxaga. <laughs> That's awesome. Put that on my list. Anyway, that was that was the Cutthroat Island version of asking if you've ever played Final Fantasy. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> that was a twenty oh. minute chase scene for like one joke that didn't land. This, <laughs> this is the, that's actually like the the best little like cherry on this movie Sunday is it, it is a 
a long road to a very short trip that they could have taken. And like most Sundays, I should not eat sugar. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to take my leg. <laughs> Our podcast Padawan disappeared, so I guess we can't see. Oh, Maybe she oh. had to poop. I don't know. <laughs> We're not going to tell her we said that, so when she listens to this later. Do you guys listen to it once it drops? I will be honest. I have a hard. Well, he has to because he edits it. But uh, I have a hard time. I'm one of those Adam Driver type people. Um, yeah, the Kylo Ren type of people, or John Goodman. I can't listen to myself or like watch myself on TV. Yeah. I I, I have a hard time, which really sucked for when I was doing stand up comedy, because the whole point of that is to listen to yourself to get your cadence and get your 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 spots in there and yeah. i had a hell of a time listening to myself i fucking hate stand up it's <laughs> awful <laughs> i i miss it and then i then i go do it again and it's like oh god never mind this is awful <laughs> no it's it's a it's a complicated relationship is it a complicated relationship I yeah just, uh, I, I i've stumbled into like burlesque shows the last year and a half yeah and you can literally walk out there and like make a farty sound, and that crowd loses their damn minds. It's yeah. a very, it's a very giving, very like warm audience. So it's like if you were like setting up a stand-up comedy routine in a holodeck, and there's program to just love what you do. <laughs> it's really good for the 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 self-esteem. Yeah, and it's a really good form to try different things because I've I've started doing like a strongman routine. And it's got, you know, some comedy bits into it. And I do feats of strength and things like that. Do you strip? I do. I take off all my clothes. Um, and I helicopter my wiener. Uh, <laughs> okay. I'm in, but I want to redo the strip tease scene from The Great Mouse Detective. The strip What, what in oh, God's name are you talking about? Go back and yeah. watch Is The Great Mouse real? Detective. Oh, there is a fucking burlesque scene in there. What <laughs> the Great Mouse Detective? Yeah. Wait. And wow. that mouse is hot. That I watched that when I was 11, and that ignited my sexual phase <laughs> did it really wow oh i i, I can get behind that <laughs> I, I, yeah i can dig it <laughs> this is the be kind rewind show and i once jacked off to a mouse <laughs> hey rewind that's not, that's not <laughs> that is not a problem have you seen judy hops from zootopia that's <laughs> i get it i get it <laughs> Yeah, I, Judy Hopps has like there's like a oh my a thing going on with, yeah. with her. Yeah. Oh my goodness, gravy. <laughs> I've never wanted to clap cheeks with a rabbit before, but holy smokes. Oh <laughs> Judy Hopps is something else. Yep, that's about right. Someone just <laughs> Is that the 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 Mouse? Nope. That's not, like uh, Liz and I have like a photo album where we share memes with a couple of close friends. And it's a still oh, from the end buddy, of the film. Yeah. <laughs> this is probably one of the best stills of the film. We're it gonna, looks like we'll uh, post this in the show notes. Yeah, Brent. <laughs> exactly. I won't. I thought about doing something like this. That's actually a really good thing that you brought that up. Um, or we talked about Zootopia. Zootopia or Sing? What was a better movie? Zootopia. Oh, Zootopia. Really? Yeah. Really? Hmm. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Zootopia, it's teaching kids to mistrust the government. I think it's great. Mm -hmm. It teaches them that, they're, that their prejudices are completely valid. Yeah, that their prejudices can be manipulated by people that want not the best for them. That's the takeaway. But deep down, you know, you're right. They, they will eat you and kill you. No Just way. Just because they're, yeah. No, because at the end, the, the fox and the rabbit are buddies. Yeah, but they're yeah. buddies, but the... the, they're, the 
making the 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 predators like uh, you know eat the other animals again. That was something that was already in them. They just brought it out. It wasn't like an artificial plant. They said, "Okay, we're going to turn you into something that you're not." So it's like like the drunk version of the animals is the real animal. Is that what you're saying? It, correct. Hmm. Okay. And sing. That's not even an issue. That's not even like, oh yeah, there's predators and there's non-predator and prey. They're just uh, that's not even it's an afterthought. So I don't know. I think that they're 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 both good in different ways, but um, that's that's kind of been the topic on my head the last few days. Like, what is better, Sing or Zootopia? Zootopia is a better made film, obviously, but Sing is. Eh. Hmm. Never even saw it because I didn't give a sh- at all a shit. About the movie Sing. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, no, nothing that I saw about that movie was like, oh, yeah, I want to watch this. To me, it was like one of those things where I saw the trailer like at, before a movie or something, and it was just all the auditions and all the animals like singing their funny versions of songs. And I was like, oh, I get exactly what this movie is, and I don't want any part of it. <laughs> Fun fact. Sing is a dollar more on Amazon Prime. <gasps> or free if you're Carissa. <laughs> how much more is it than Cutthroat Island? Yeah. <laughs> Same price. That's hilarious. Being somebody that's in the entertainment industry, Brett, and uh, who has produced produced shows and had that ongoing frustration in their life, you probably you probably um, identify with Matthew McConaughey's character in that film. Right. Both movies are great. My problem with Sing is that it's made by Illumination, which fancies itself to be on the same par as Disney's. Like, this is an Illumination picture. Nobody gives a shit, okay? You make Minions, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody cares what the hell else movies Nobody you make. Nobody gives a shit about Minions. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> only old lady boomers are the only ones that care about Minions anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Banana. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Stop. So, all right. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, uh, for for coming back. Uh, for season two of the Be Kind Rewind, we got a lot of fun stuff planned for you this season. Um, check us out here on the website. There's also some new podcasts coming out. Uh, Brett, when's yours? Is your I'm not talking about it yet? Oh no, which one? We do Keanu. Yeah. Oh, the it's gonna be out. The there's gonna be a trailer for it that comes out the same day that this podcast comes out. Oh, nice. So if nice. you're listening to this podcast, then Ch- check out the trailer for We Do Keanu. Uh, I'd love to do Keanu. Brett and <laughs> same. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, uh, I'd give him a squeezer. <laughs> <laughs> this is the horniest episode of Keanu. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Like, it's, it's we even well, talked about Conehead's penises. You know what? I'd fuck Alex Winters just because he was in <laughs> just because he was in Bill and Ted with him. Same. <laughs> And he was in The Lost Boys. That was a good movie. <laughs> yes way. <laughs> my, my my running joke was always like, uh, you know, make sure you watch uh, Bill and Ted Three, starring uh, Keanu Reeves from The Matrix and Alex Winter from Your Waiter at Olive Garden last night. <laughs> <laughs> Alex Winter, star of the other two. <laughs> the other. <laughs> What's crazy about Alex Winter is that he made this really important documentary about the Panama Papers and how like really bored, sh- huh? Uh, on how shitty rich people are and like yeah no one gives a shit but bill and ted three like everybody he's back now (laughs) he's made a few documentaries Mm -hmm. and he made like some about like he made one about like the dark web Mm -hmm. and uh yeah he's made a bunch of stuff but like no one gives a shit about that (laughs) yeah Nope, we want to see more of the Grim Reaper. Who was the bad Gnarly. guy from Die Hard 2? Yeah, yeah. One of the bright spots of the Die Hard 
<laughs> Die Hard. All right, franchise. the Grim Reaper was brilliant in Rocket Man. I'll give him that. Yeah, with Harlan was. Williams. Yeah, he was. Holy smokes. Yeah, Andrew uh, William Sattler is fantastic. Yeah, that's the name William I was Sattler's trying to remember. Fantastic. I love William Sattler. They melvin yeah, me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't Reaping overlook birth. my butt. Reaping station. So yeah, they're, they're, the concept of their show is they're going to review every single Keanu Reeves movie. Oh, cool. And I am in ex- chronological order. In chronological order. And I am excited to, to give that a listen. It's pretty good. Because I'm not on it, and that makes me happy. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> it, it's pretty cool. It's been a lot of fun doing it. We're really excited about it. Uh, and yeah, um, it's cool. It's good. <laughs> There's a lot of really good po- po- podcasts on this network, but it's something that's really close to me. I'd always like, oh, that's really cool. So, Thank you. Um, so Jason, thank you so much for being here tonight, and taking time out of your your rich social life and your your and academia that you're into. <laughs> yeah, it's day two of the semester. Huh? It hasn't. It's it's cool. It's only day two of the semester. Oh, sweet. <laughs> then. sweet. No, this is fun. I like this. You guys are. Nice we would to love. Me. We would of course. We love Jason Ward, and uh, hey. our, our silent observer Liz was here with us tonight. So Hi, put, her, put her on the spot. <laughs> My wife. <laughs> nice. You yeah. can come say hi. It's okay. <laughs> we asked her if she wanted to be on the show, and it was an emphatically no. <laughs> it was a polite no. She was no. like, no, thank no, you. Nothing. No, she was. She was lovely. I appreciate having you. Well, sweet cakes. <laughs> Uh, Brett, thank you as always. Uh, I'm so excited it. to uh, to get going. And like, I said, like you said about being a spicier episode, we're a little bit older, a little bit wiser, we mature, <laughs> a little hornier, <laughs> way hornier. Yeah, that's why you brought this me is, on. Yep. <laughs> for this you, is why, this is why our season premiere is for the Jason Ward. <laughs> I am Jason known Ward. for my classic horniness. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't have you any other way. <laughs> Jason, Jason Ward's <laughs> horniness, Chris's cleavage. Uh, I love what Brett you're doing with your hair today. It looks nice. It's not. It's just. It's it's like cool Brett today, oh, and I like it. Thank you. <laughs> uh, thank you so cool much for Brett. everybody for listening. Um, Chris, uh, you had some uh, tumultuous times in your life, and we, you were missed. But we're happy you're back. Me and, too. Uh, uh, <laughs> this uh, almost forty year old. Um, uh, you almost gave him a heart attack. Uh, I'm putting you on the spot for uh, not being able to make it to our live show. Oh yeah, that was that was a fun day. That was a shit ass day for a lot of people, but was for me. You too. came out alive and well, <laughs> and we're happy to have you back. So I have a car again. It's good. <laughs> um, oh. So thank you so much for listening uh, again, Jason. Thanks for being here. It was yeah, awesome. Was, thank you so much. Um, this is a show that I didn't have to book myself, and that was already my. This is already my favorite experience. So. <laughs> 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 I'm just teasing. No, it was it was a pleasure. Uh, thank you everybody for listening. We love you. Uh, remember, if you're gonna have a rewind, you might as well be kind. And we'll see you next time. You've been listening to Be Kind Rewind <laughs> with Joey Maxi and Carissa Sutton. <laughs>